Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Stevie G coming at you with another episode of the Seamless Garage Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a new way to buy cars, a new experience, something that we probably thought never was going to happen, but I think it's going to be the future of buying a car and the car buying experience. So stay with us. We're going to go through this, see if you can guess what I'm about to talk about. So let's get into it. So, some new news that just came out. Ford has decided, which I don't know if it's news per se, because I think that everybody's been seeing this. And this is this is a way that they have been going for a while as far as dealers go. If you're not in the dealer industry and you just drive cars or whatever, you may not know this, but Ford has pretty much officially announced it, that they've decided they're going to go with a build-to-order model, okay? And so basically, it's like, um, let me see if I can come up with a, with a good example, but basically, you're going to, they're going to have apps and obviously a website where you're going to pick your, your options. You're going to pick the model, and then you're going to have your options, your color, everything. So it can be exactly how you want. I don't know if you've ever bought a new car before, but... You know, you go to the dealer, and the car is perfect, except it's not the color you want. Or the car is the color you want, and it's missing the option. And uh, I know here in America, how it works is, we'll just go ahead and get it most of the time. I mean, I know there's some people out there that are wait, or they'll go to another dealer and stuff to get exactly what they want. And that's cool and all. But a lot of people aren't shooken up by it being the wrong color you know what i mean they might have two or three colors in mind because they're they're going to get a car today like that's how people look at it here in america so anyway but this could change everything being built to order what's cool about it is that it's a pivot it's a pivot to fix a few issues that have been going on in the automotive industry for the last 12 to 24 months you know what i mean um so i think it's smart um, you're seeing, I can't think of the brands right now, but there's other used car apps and companies that have been doing this online now already, where you just buy the car online, they find it for you, and then bring it to you. But it's the first time I've seen new cars that way, where it's like going to be their whole model. Like, that's going to be exactly how they base everything around, okay? Um, what I mean by that is it's going to totally change everything. Um, like I said, I think it's the future of the car buying experience and we'll get into that right now but but uh it makes sense compared to like look at it from a dealership standpoint they have to decide what the consumer wants what um people are going to want to buy right and so they have to make a decision best guess okay people like red so we're going to order a lot of red cars or they like suvs so let's order majority suvs or Really, I mean, I have no idea because I'm not on that end of buying cars in the dealer. Um, I've got some friends who are, and I probably could have asked them. Maybe I can um, get them on the podcast and we can discuss that kind of stuff because that's a different aspect of the dealership. But anyway, I would uh, I would imagine from what I see is that they're going to have a couple of colors of each trim level. You know, that would be that would be my best guess. Um, but anyway, you have to guess at it. And some of those, nobody's nobody 
is looking at. They're not interested in that car, and so it ends up sitting on a lot for a while. Whereas you would never have that happen if you have it built to order, unless the people just fell off on their order. You know what I mean? Like something happened and they ended up not picking up the car. I see that happening. I don't see it happening often, but I see it happening, obviously. Anything can happen. But just think about it. You're not going to have a lot full of, you know, from a dealership standpoint, you won't have a lot full of cars that may or may not sell. Um, the, uh, you know, salesmen do the best they can to sell every car on the lot, and they do a great job of it. But this will save some of that, you know what I mean? Um, and I just think the consumer is going to have a better chance of getting the exact car they want without any hassles. Because I think, I think up to this point, um, you had to pay a little extra to get it exactly how you wanted, I think. No rebates and all that good stuff. Like you didn't get any incentives because you're ordering it special and it wasn't on the lot already. I'm pretty sure that was a deal. I'm pretty sure that was the issue and that's why people didn't do it previously. Um, but like I said, you get the exact options straight to your detail. I mean, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. It's like, it's like going in the store and getting the shoes, right? And you can't find the exact color of the shoe that you want. So you got to order it. So same thing with this, which is really cool. You know what I mean? Um, it's also like building a house, right? Like people who want to build a house, they they wait. You know what I mean? They wait and they get it built exactly how they want it, and they get that house instead of buying one that's not exactly how they want it. Obviously, the real estate market's huge, but we're not going to get into that. Anyway, the reason I think they pivoted, and one of the reasons I know for sure, but the other re the the reason I think they pivoted is it helps with the chip shortage. Um, go and check out the video. We'll put a link right here if you're on YouTube. If you're not, just check it out. Look look for the title. Basically, there was a chip shortage, right? Um, there's an episode of the podcast about the chip shortage. This is going to help with that. because. And let me explain. The reason why it helps is because they have a lot of cars that are sitting right now with uh, chips in them, right? that are sitting on the lot and nobody's buying them because it's not the exact car they want. Whereas, basically, they wouldn't be putting the chips in cars that are just sitting on the lot. They would put the chips in the cars that are for sure already sold. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the car is already sold, so we'll just go ahead and put the chip in there instead of wasting on the car. Basically, like, they built... Let's say you ordered a car... They built it everything, but they don't have the chip for it. Instead of having to go and take the take those modules off of another car and put them in yours, they could just already have them in yours and, and waste and not have that wasted effort of putting them in another car that hasn't been sold yet. I think it's a great. I think it's smart. I think it's a great way um, to transition. Um, and I think what it does eventually, you know, I don't know if it's ten years, twenty years down the road, because. Uh, the car industry is always changing, but the car dealership has always, you know, stayed kind of the same. You have a big lot with a lot of cars on it. Um, what I think eventually happens is the lots are going to be filled with used cars. Uh, that way, you know, when someone trades it in, that's how they'll sell them. Um, they're not going to have a bunch of uh, new cars. That's that's my opinion. I don't think they will. Um, it just it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? If people are buying them to order. To have a bunch on there. Now there's a couple of cons here. And I want to bring those up. Um, one of the cons is. You won't be able to test drive them. right? You won't be able to test drive the car. Before you buy it. And that's a big deal for people. Um, apparently in Europe. And some of the rest of the parts of the world. 
they have been doing this for decades where they pre-order their car. Um, I know for a fact this is not a thing in America. We don't, we don't, we don't buy cars like that. That's just not what we do. We drive around, we find the car we want, we drive it around, and uh, make a decision on whether we like it or not. You know, I mean, um, we don't just jump right to a car right away. Um, we kind of like to fill the car out and see what it's about. Some people do. Some people buy them right off the right off the lot, but a lot of us like to drive them. So. Um, no test drives. Now, I imagine that that's already going to be a fixed deal. You know, like I said, this is way down the road as far as not having any models on the on the lot. I think what they'll do is they'll have one or two of each model there for you to test drive and stuff. But I think the lot's going to be considerably smaller. I don't think they're going to have a whole lot available for you right there on the spot. Um, and like I said, this is just a speculation. This is just my opinion. Um, this is not what Ford has said at all. They're just simply saying they're going to have build-to-order models, and they're going to try to slim up their uh, slim up their lot. Which I don't know if you've driven by any Ford dealerships recently, but they're already slimming them up. So, uh, and a lot of it probably has to do with the chip shortage, of course. But that's just one of those things. Um, another con that to me I don't think it's a big deal. Now, the way America buys their car, they like to buy it right now, today, pull off the lot with it. The way a, a usual sale, car sales transaction works is you get that car that day, usually, as long as the bank is still open. Um, so I see it kind of being a big deal here. It shouldn't be, but I see it being a big deal because that's the nature of how we buy and sell cars here in America. You're going to have to wait for your car to be built and delivered to you. The cool thing is... They're going to deliver to your house or wherever you are at the time. You're not going to have to come to the lot and get it. However, you're going to have to wait. How long is that going to be? Who knows? I'm sure it's going to depend on the market, um, the demand for that particular model, color, what have you. All that's going to play a factor in it. So that I cannot tell you, but I know for sure you're going to have to wait on it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the whole point of built to order is they're not going to make it until you order it. So, um, another con is that if they get your order wrong, then you're going to have to wait again. You know, if it comes in and you check it out and you go, hey, that's not the option I said. They're going to have to take it back and you're going to have to wait again. Um, same thing with delivery issues. You know, they wreck the car on the delivery or, you know, just some crazy stuff like that. Or they miss something. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to miss out for a while. So um, there's a few cons there, but nothing that nothing that's gonna stop this from happening, in my opinion. I think I think they got it figured out. I think we're gonna transition pretty easily. Um, I th like I said, I think the biggest hurdle is gonna be uh, Americans getting used to this buying style and getting used to America as a whole like we have trust issues with cars as it is i feel like i feel like customers as a whole have trust issues with the car industry and with um you know even the service part of it like you know there's a bad name for mechanics and stuff too even though this isn't about mechanics um they have trust issues with cars they don't want to get got they don't want to get screwed over they feel like um if they buy a car without test driving and stuff that they could make a terrible decision and they don't want to do that so um you know if you think about it 
a car for most people, you know, the general public, a car is the second largest purchase that they'll ever make in their life. You know, usually the home being the, the number one. So they're very particular about it. They want to make sure they're making the right decision. So that's the only hurdle I see is that, you know, Americans having an issue with ordering it and maybe never driving the vehicle at first. You know what I mean? And then they get it and they, they don't like it. They hate it. They hate the dang thing. So that's just an issue that I see. But I think it'll get better over time, just like everything else. Just like people switching over to touchscreen phones. They didn't want to do it at first. Said, heck no, we ain't getting rid of our Blackberries. And now everybody's got touchscreen phones. So um, I just think it's another one of those things. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, the chip shortage is the reason why they pivoted. And then also, I just think it's getting, the lots are getting ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, just so many cars on them. And just, to me, this seems way more efficient. To me, I'm like, man, I didn't think of it. But now that I've read about it and, you know, kind of chewed on the idea for a little bit, I'm like, man, we should have did this a long time ago. But I'm thinking that, you know, with the with the pandemic that happened and with, um, you know, the chip shortage and all that good stuff, it made people start thinking outside of the box. And that's where they came up with this. And I think it's a great idea. Um, I think that we're just maybe we're just now getting to where uh the general public is okay purchasing thing on things online i still have several friends and family that have never purchased anything online they're afraid to put their card info online so you still have those people um but for the most part the people who are savvy and people who are up to date and understand how things work i don't think they're going to have an issue um and i think the ones that are really going to not have an issue with this are the ones that already have a bank in mind they don't let the dealership use the bank use a bank for them. They have their own bank where they already know how much money they're going to spend. Makes the buying process a whole lot easier. But like I said, I'm no specialist when it comes to sales. I know nothing about that. I was just looking into the industry and what's going on, and that was that was something that was some news that popped up that I wanted to talk about that I felt like I had a good opinion on. Um, that I thought was interesting and I really love the idea. I think it's cool. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think they'll have to change up. Um, I think they're going to have to change up their advertising a little bit. Um, because the only way people are going to see new models is once somebody's bought one and is driving it around town. Um, instead of having them a lot. Because uh, that's another thing that people do right is they'll buy a new model because it's brand new they've never seen that before and they think they like how it looks or they really do like how it looks but the only way they know that is because they drove through the lot or you know drove by the dealership and saw it sitting out there so that's the other thing is that it draws it in so that's another thing you know what i just i'm going to make another prediction i think they're going to do uh really like they're going to keep a couple of models on hand that are really cool really eye-catching like a really nice color um, you know, maybe like the premium models, whatever, that's going to, you know, draw your attention. Um, but otherwise, the advertisement's going to have to be different. There's going to have to be a whole lot more of uh, internet advertising, you know, that kind of stuff. But anyway, I will get off of that. And that's about all I got for that topic. But tell me, what do you guys think? What do you think about this change? Do you think this is going to happen? Do you think it's going to stick around or is it just a fad? 
have you heard about this before? Tell me, tell me your reservations. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me if you like it. Yeah, comment below on the, on this channel. And um, you know, like I said on the podcast, just hit me up. Tell me what you think. Um, this has been your boy Stevie G, and we'll see you on the next episode. I'm out. Hey, thanks for listening to the Seamless Garage podcast. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you liked it, make sure you go to follow us on Spotify, Anchor, whatever platform that you are listening to. That way you can always get an update when we post a new podcast. Um, also, I wanted to let you know we do have a YouTube channel, The Seamless Garage. Um, that's our YouTube channel. On Instagram, there is The Seamless Garage as well. And uh, obviously, this is The Seamless Garage podcast. Um, also, our individual social media platforms uh, Derek Blackwell on Facebook. He refuses to do an Instagram or Twitter, so you can't catch him on there. But you can catch me on Facebook, Stevie Gilliland, and also our Facebook page, The Seamless Garage. And we also have a group that you need to join. Um, that way, you'll get updates and you can kind of talk with the community. Everybody can talk amongst themselves uh, about the latest content. Uh, same thing on Instagram and Twitter. It's the real Stevie. Um, And like I said, we have an Instagram for the Seamless Garage. So go check those out. And uh, thanks thanks for listening in. And we'll see you on the next one.